Hi everybody, welcome to Podcast of Lady on Fire, where we'll explore the filmmaking, themes, and community involved in Celine Siyama's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. We are your hosts, I'm Laurel Hachinova. And I'm Audrey Nee. And today's episode is dedicated entirely to you. To you! You, specifically you. Yeah. You and the rest of our <laughs> listeners. Everyone, all of the listeners, everyone listening. But especially you. <laughs> so this is going to be part one of three episodes where we'll be sharing listener stories about their first viewing experience, the first moment in the film that took their breath away, your breath away, and so much more. A couple of quick disclaimers before we dive in. Neither of us have learned French, so apologies in advance if we pronounce anything terribly. And this episode will probably contain spoilers. Spoilers from you! It's your fault this time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's your... You're spoiling yourself! Stop spoiling yourself! <laughs> All right, let's dive in! All right, so this episode is actually inspired by an email that we got back in June. Thank you so much for writing and waiting so long from Gunesh, who suggested that we record an episode with portrait stands from all around the world, asking them our classic questions and how this movie has impacted their lives. So thank you so much for that suggestion. Here we are today. And you may have noticed that we posted some polls and questions in our Instagram story. And we got a bunch of responses. Thank you so much. And something that made our days our day. Our weeks. Our weeks was the fact that some of you sent in audio responses. They were so great to listen to. We'll be sharing them, so you'll get to hear some of those clips, some during this episode, but also through the next ones. But yeah, thank you so much. These were so great. Let's start with our first question, which was actually a poll. The question was, did you see Portrait of a Lady on Fire in theaters? And how do you feel about these responses? Like, were you surprised? I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was a little surprised that they were close to half and half. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because theaters have reopened... No, actually, I'm still surprised because even though theaters reopened... In some countries... In locale, yeah. Yeah, Portrait is getting released and shown even post its original release. So that's must great. be nice. Yeah, it must <laughs> be nice. Oh, my gosh. And you've already seen it in oh, theaters. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I can't say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you can. That's fine. Yeah. So, okay, the results were 45% of you saw it in, in theaters and 55% did not. Yeah. Well, you know, we should have asked it. Has anyone not seen it yet? Oh, yeah. I'm assuming everyone saw it, but... <laughs> Has David seen it yet? David from the Game Show episode, if you have been following along. I should ask him again. Last time I talked to him about it, he was watching it and he started it really late at night and fell asleep. But then was still like, I know. He was still like, oh my God, I was blown away by all the scenes that I like woke up to. And I was like, I can't talk to you anymore. Like, we're no longer friends. (laughs) Sorry, David, if you're listening. I think he woke up to the armpit scene. Oh, Oh, wow. That's great. So you may have noticed if you also follow Portrait of a Lady on Fire fans, our buddy Aixa, she also ran a similar poll getting into a little bit more detail, but she asked if you haven't seen it, why not? That was really insightful as well, because I assumed that most people hadn't seen it because of COVID, Mm -hmm. obviously. So one of the reasons that some people haven't seen it in theaters is because their country doesn't support the LGBTQ plus community. One person actually said, no, I haven't seen it because I live in a country where homosexuality is a crime punished by three years of jail. <sighs> so just take a moment to appreciate your privilege if you have been able to see it in a, in a theater. theater. Yeah. 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 So shout out to Exa. Thanks, Exa. For yeah. providing that information. That Thank you. So our next question was, where are y'all from? Where are you living? Where do you are live? Are you hitting on Portrait Nation? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come here <laughs> often. 
<laughs> so locations, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, Valerie's. Which one's hers? Shithole country, oh, America. I, yeah. <laughs> but then also New York. <laughs> yeah. We have quite a few listeners from Argentina, it seems. Indonesia as well. Azerbaijan. That's cool. Taiwan. Russia. New Zealand. Finland. Greece. Holland. Norway. All over China. Netherlands. Germany. Tunisia. Nice. Czech Republic. Yeah, this is so cool. Yeah. I love how international portrait fans are. Did you say Sweden already? No. That's like Scandinavia then, right? Oh, yeah. All of Scandinavia <laughs> is listening to us. <laughs> All over France. A couple from Toulouse. North Cyprus. Edinburgh. Poland. We're just going to keep saying yeah, we're just gonna locations. Say, yeah. So Senegal. Wow. Kansas City. Hong Kong. Guadalajara. Buenos Aires. Evanston, Illinois. Nice. If you're listening from Evanston, hey, <laughs> several from Mexico City, Malaysia. It blows my mind that people are watching it in countries like Oman and Tunisia. You know, it's like, I'm assuming not in a theater. Yeah. Colombia, Ho Chi Minh, Nashville. Did you already say Uruguay? I did not. Iran, Escondido, California, East Hampton, New York, <laughs> Seattle. Palm Springs. Bryan, Texas. Your butt. Thanks. That's Heather. Heather, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Not Heather, like, right, right, yeah. queer for fear Heather, but the other Heather. Salt Lake City, Calgary, Toronto. I'm surprised by the amount of people who responded from Philippines. Yeah, yeah, lots of Philippines. Charlottesville. Santiago de Chile. Brazil. San Diego. Few from San Francisco. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a few from Oakland, too. St. Petersburg, Russia. Hi. <laughs> Minneapolis. Hey. Gainesville. Nice. Yeah. Charlottesville. Several from New York. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're literally scrolling through our Instagram <laughs> no, I don't know how, how this is going to come out. Because there was no way, once again, to export this data. So <laughs> we did a lot of manual data entry. Tampa, Florida. Trinidad. Did you already say I don't that? Think so, wow. It's no. cool. Kiel, Northern Germany. Middleburg. Nottingham. Montreal. Barcelona. Dallas. Dumpster fire. Oh, wait, that was, was mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is so incredible. I think we might have more listeners outside of the US. That is my non scientific observation <laughs> of this story but also from like other data we've seen according to anchor only 46 percent, so a little under half mm, yeah okay. are in the united okay. states so the majority is outside of the united states which is kind of cool oh yeah you're right that's great okay so the third question we asked was what was your first viewing experience like and you did not disappoint Oof, man these were great. I appreciated living vicariously through these responses like over and over and over. Yeah, I got emotional. So we got a lot of responses. We tried to chunk them into categories. And the biggest category by far was physical reaction. So a lot of us had, probably honestly all of us had physical reactions to this movie. But some of the responses focused on it. It's sort of like a loose category. I think some of these fall into several categories. But this physical reaction stood out to me. A lot of people talked about how they were speechless after the film or their like heart was racing. Or they had to lie down. <laughs> yeah, a lot of crying. And so those are sort of like the sub themes of physical reaction. But we'll share a few with you. So from Laura Burns, 
They said, cried like a baby thinking about my ex, who is also now married and has a kid. Wow. From Evan B414, I felt my heart got broken and hugely expanded. I wasn't able to speak to anyone for two days. Wow. So from N-Y-H-S-I-E-H. They said, I didn't know much about the film and had not cared about it, assuming it would just be another sad lesbian story. I saw bits of the beach crying scenes somewhere. I watched Portrait on a random Wednesday evening, thinking I would have it on in the background as I wind down for the day. How wrong was <laughs> I? You were so wrong. The first scenes that struck me were Marianne jumping into the water, then smoking her pipe. After the film ended, I was up until 3 a.m. pacing in my apartment because my mind was running at 120 miles per hour with thoughts, and my heart was racing at 150 miles per hour with emotions. <laughs> Thank you for the specificity. Yeah, there. yeah, accurate. Yeah, I feel like I can relate to like 100% of that. We got this one from Hervé, H2G2. Drove 50 kilometers to the theater, had trouble calming down to drive back. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you made it back. Yeah, we're glad you're safe enough to send us this message. And then from Sophie Coad, I'm going to say, they said, alone in an empty theater, cried and stayed for 10 minutes after the credits rolled. Yep. Yep. And this one from Satarang Isalam. I watched it on my laptop in the middle of the night, wept buckets. And then went mad. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I'm like, we all went yep. mad. And here we are. Welcome. Yeah, it was great. And then from Annalisa Consolo, they said, it was like a fireworks explosion. It broke me and then it reassembled me in a new way, which yeah. it's like kind of a metaphorical physical reaction. But yeah, yeah I can totally relate to that as well. Yep. I can relate to all of these. Yep, totally. So the next category that we wanted to talk about was how many of us got caught off guard. And for this one, we've actually got a great audio message from listener Zena Colada. I saw this film for the first time in a theatre back in July last year as part of the Melbourne International Film Festival. There wasn't a trailer out yet. I hadn't seen any promotional material, uh, no stills or gifts, no quotes, no podcasts dedicated to it. Basically, no hype. I hadn't even heard of it. I was essentially going into it as spoiler-free as one can go into anything these days. In the end, I gave it very little thought, to be honest. I knew as much as it had won the Queer Palm and Celine had won the Screenplay Award at Cannes and that was enough to hook me in. What I was not expecting was it to be this full-blown epic love story. For the two hours, I was fully immersed in this world that Celine had created. I was so enamored by every new moment of the story that was slowly uh, but surely unfolding in front of my eyes that I don't think at any point in the film I was even aware that I was watching one. All I felt was that I would die if these two women don't friggin' get together already. And as the credits rolled, I just ended up sitting there. I mainly in shock. I honestly felt like I'd been hit by a meteor. I momentarily forgot where I was, who I was. My first thought was, holy fucking shit. How dare this film be this good? My face was just fucked. I think I cried. The packed audience that was with me, I think, was equally overwhelmed. We were all in the same boat. I sort of looked around for a little bit and I could see... It seemed like everyone was in deep thought and there almost seemed to be this collective exhale as the credits came up. But through it all, I had the sense to then 
book myself into every remaining session of the film in the festival. I just had to see it again immediately. I ended up seeing Portrait of a Lady on Fire in the theatre a total of four times in two weeks. I had no idea if or when I'd ever see it again. I, I couldn't predict the future of this film. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Zena. That was really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. How dare this film be this good? Indeed. Again, I relate to all these sort of thematically, but Caught Off Guard really stands out to me because I remember distinctly like going into the theater being like, okay, here's another lesbian movie where someone dies and it's a period piece, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as it started, I remember just being pretty much stunned to silence. Right, totally. Yeah, yeah. So here's one from Polly Mango. I wasn't too interested in going, but my female friend wanted to, and I came out transformed. And then another one from Muso Garbao, yeah. They said, at first I thought it was a student project from a university <laughs> because it was full of its posters. So can you imagine oh my gosh, this yeah, is a student yeah. project and then going in and being like, whoa, yeah, who are these students? <laughs> They're yeah. going to be amazing. Right. Pirates for Pie mentioned that they remember thinking it was a suspense film for the first half. <laughs> and then also remember seeing the first portrait and thinking, wow, that sucks. <laughs> 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 So another big theme that we extracted from your responses was how this inspired repeated viewings. I think we can probably safely say most of us have seen this film multiple times at this point, but several people right after they saw it went and saw it in the theaters again, like every day that week. So I thought that was pretty impressive or watched it at home. That was your experience too, right? Like you... Did you? No, I actually, so after I saw it the first time, I felt like I needed a week to recover. (laughs) And then I made plans with friends to see it again. I actually was like, I don't know if I want to go because I felt like, I felt like I had gone through almost like a traumatic experience, but not like a bad way, just like life changing. I wasn't ready to re-experience that. So it waited a week and then I I did see it and then lockdown happened. So, but I mean, since then, obviously (laughs) I've watched it many times. Right, right. So for repeated viewings, we got this response from, I'm going to try, why Yamarangavak? They saw it in a theater in February, went four times in one week, and were blown away. Yes, very relatable. And then from, I think this is Nom, L-V-L-L, Nom level, right, yeah. said, I cried and I saw the movie 12 times in theater, and I cried 12 <laughs> times during the last yep. scene. And then similarly, Pirates for Pie, it was good enough that I went back 15 more times to see it in wow. theaters. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yep. 15 times in theaters. That's pretty impressive. Can anyone top that? I think they, yeah. Totally. In theaters? Oh, it's true. Yeah. I would also like to shout out, I think it's Kate Joyce, watch five times within a week alone from my computer. I feel you, Kate. I, <laughs> I'm there with you. And then some people, like Koi Bear, saw it and then watched it right away again, which I think is impressive. Yep. (laughs) And our next category was romantical stuff and how portraits either paralleled a relationship that you were having or affected a relationship that you were having. Or some people went to the theater with someone who ended up becoming their lover. Or used (laughs) to be their lover. Yeah. Let's just say romantical broadly. Yeah. (laughs) For example, this message from Claire Frofro. Couldn't have been gayer. Saw it in theater with my queer lady friend and her out-of-state lover who was visiting from out of country after meeting her at Lesbian Ladies Night the week before. We were in Montreal and the film was screened in French. 
Neither me nor Lady Lover spoke French, so French-speaking friend sat between us and Whisper translated the whole thing. But we are fluent in gay and pretty much got it through gays. <laughs> the theater was right next to my ex's house, and we went on our trip as a third wheel, basically Sophie, <laughs> as the woman I was crushing on had the flu. The context, along with the film, made it the luziest night of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I love that. That is super gay. Oof, man. Yeah. Now there's like a Korean script, a French, an English. Where's the gay right, one? Right, yeah. Release the gay screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one from Jocelyn is incredible. They said, I watched it closeted and scared with my best friend who later became my girlfriend. It's ah, amazing. Ah! Congratulations. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Oh, man. Great, great, great. What a great portrait story. I wonder how many couples have been created from this movie alone. Ooh, should we put that poll out? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> send us specific stories about that. Yeah. Couples or thruples, yeah. quadruples, yep. quintuples, <laughs> sextuples, septuples, octuples. octuples. <laughs> this is a train wreck. I know, that's And this one from maybe it's Jean, maybe it's Jan, maybe it's Jean. I viewed it alone after the recommendation of my crush, who is now my girlfriend, laugh my ass off this is great yeah and then this one from t-a-l-p-z-c-h said with a tinder date a mismatch when the movie was over my only wish was to be there alone oh Damn. yeah that's tough oh yeah and then this one from veronica Hunt, maybe <laughs> which is a great name went with the girl i liked right after said orpheus and eurydice was her favorite myth also, her birthday is on Portrait's premiere at Cannes, just before lockdown, March 14th. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. The stars are all aligned all over that. <sighs> These are all so good. <laughs> so another theme, there's a lot of themes that stuck out to us. Several of you saw it at either a film festival or at some kind of screening where either Celine or all of the cast were there or, you know, Adele and Naomi. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Also lucky. Yes. We are very happy for you. <laughs> From Christine and the Screens said, I saw it five times in theaters, once with a Q&A with Celine, Adele, and Noemi. I also got to meet Celine. So that is pretty cool. Mm, yeah. And then our friend Valerie Complex responded with, I was in Cannes, bitch. <laughs> Which, yes, you were. Yep. And we're all the better for it. <laughs> Everyone won. <laughs> we got some responses about how... Portrait has inspired them to create stuff. For example, this one by Xiao Jing, who you may have seen their work on Instagram because it's super fun. Watched it alone in my dorm and completely struck by the beauty of the film. It just stuck in my head and I feel like I have to draw something to show my love for the film. And I feel that through your drawings. So thank you for making them. Yeah, they're beautiful. And there's going to be another episode where we talk about responses to how Portrait has essentially changed their life. Mm -hmm. And so this will come back as a theme as well. So another kind of, I don't know if I would say this is like a gay theme, but <laughs> gayness came up, let's just say. So we'll start with Destiny, who sent us a kind of an incredible audio message. Ooh. So we'll play that right now. Hello, I'm learning French at school and watching this film made me um, more interested in the French language and also culture. In addition to that, I've also discovered that I'm a lesbian. So thank you so much, um, Portrait Team. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Destiny. Way to just throw that in at the end there. Oh, yeah. man. that I was like, oh, this is nice. This is what? That's great. Congratulations. Yes. 
Welcome to lesbianism, Destiny. Nice to have you. Your microwave is in the mail. You should be receiving it in three to four weeks. Really? Our thing is a microwave? Wasn't that from like Ellen or something like that? Oh, I don't know. Our thing is a microwave? I just had no idea. What do you think our thing is? You're right. It needs a better thing. I feel like it's something practical. A writing crop? (laughs) Wow. I like that you went from microwave to writing crop. I mean, sure, that's fine. I feel like it's something. It's, oh, like a oh, I see what you're saying, like a ruler or like a <laughs> a mechanical. I pencil. say lesbian. You say ruler. Great. It's a it's a Nintendo um, a Switch. Switch Army knife. No. Oh, ooh, <laughs> your Nintendo you Switch go. is coming in the mail. I don't know if I'd say that's probably, no, it's but not yeah, yet, that's yeah. I think that's a good lesbian. Your Honda Fit is coming. Will be arriving. Oh <laughs> no, it's Subaru. a Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a very generous gift <laughs> for joining. <laughs> What's like the entry level one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, That's like if you're a, a lesbian for it's like probably 10 like years, I think. a nice bag, <laughs> like a nice practical bag. Oh, like sensible shoes. Right. Yeah. It's a pair of Oxfords. You don't think like a Swiss Army knife or like a multi tool? I think a multi tool. I would actually really like a multi tool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Your multi tool is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Do even like femme lesbians get the multi tool? Everyone loves a multi tool, right? Everyone needs a multi tool. Okay. I mean, it could be like a flashlight. <laughs> a shitty flashlight. Would that be better for you? But yes, is the answer to the question. <laughs> so someone else in the gay category, bewildered Kelly, said, "I was gay and lonely and in COVID lockdown Aww, when they saw yeah. it." So we're all gay and lonely and in COVID <laughs> lockdown in one way or another, <laughs> whether you know it or not. And they're bewildered. I feel so bad. Are you okay? I hope you're okay. Oh, that's. I was like, they are. I was like, <laughs> it's oh, in yeah, the name. A, right, right, right. So this was an interesting theme. Some people apparently saw the film without subtitles, including Hey KQ. So Hey KQ said, I saw it alone in Paris, November 2019. Damn. <laughs> that was just, that was me. Sorry. No <laughs> subtitles and my French is only okay in all caps. It was still magical. So that's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Especially for that being your first viewing. Like you really do just have to be able to translate gay at that point. Yeah. And then we got this one from Layla on the Road. I watched it with my girlfriend and there were no subtitles. So I had to dub the dialogue on the fly. Damn. That is a wow. talent, Layla. Mm-hmm. And then Mel, that's me. That's the username. <laughs> said, first time I watched the version on YouTube with French and Chinese subtitles, neither <laughs> which I understand. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Wow. Y'all are amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And they're all still here. Like they watched the movie without really knowing what they were saying to each other. You loved it enough so that you're like here in the community months later is incredible. I kind of wonder what that experience would be like, you know, like you kind of get what's going on, but you can't understand what they're saying. I think that really, really speaks to the cinematic language Mm -hmm. because the fact that it moved you so much not 100% understanding yeah. it is like, damn. I feel like Celine and Claire should know that if you guys yeah. are listening. And also, of course, like Noemi and Adele's acting capabilities. Yeah. Are just, yeah, 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 everyone. Yeah, good point, right. Amazing. I wonder what they thought was happening with Sophie, though. It's like, wait a second. What's, oh. yeah. <laughs> like, why is she? Oh, yeah. Why is she running on the beach? <laughs> right, yeah. Why is she hanging? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess you don't really know until, I mean, there's probably other cues, but. Well, because the first time she brings up what's happening she doesn't like rub her stomach or anything right have like a conversation she hands her a napkin full of cherry pits and then it's like and then she's running on a beach no i'm curious like anyone who did happen to see it without really fully understanding the french or not having subtitles etc what did you think was happening with soapy or like at what point did you pick up that she was 
trying to have an abortion. Yeah, follow-up question. What was going on there? Yeah. Very curious about that. Cool. Yeah, because I don't know if it's explicit until she actually gets to the abortion. Right, the yeah, yeah. House, office. <laughs> Clinic. Thing. Okay, so some people saw it after quarantine, either for the first time or I should say after their quarantine, we're still, <laughs> right. we're in the States or California specifically, and we're still in quarantine, but obviously some places have opened up already. And so, yeah, some people either saw it for the first time after quarantine in theaters or they were lucky enough to go after and they'd already seen it. This isn't necessarily like their first viewing experience, but we got some responses here. So wanted to play those for you. It's like their first time viewing it on a big screen, which is a different yeah. experience. We're fine with people loosely interpreting our questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as scientific as the study is. <laughs> the first one is from Andrea. A friend of mine sent me a YouTube link and told me you have to watch this film. I didn't know anything about Portrait uh, before the first time I watched it and I was completely mind blown in so many ways that I had to rewatch like a lot of times. This was at the beginning of the pandemic. After a couple months, theaters were open again and Portrait was being screened and I didn't thought that would happen in my country. So I went and there was absolutely no one in, you know, in the theater which was good and bad because I really would like a lot of people to watch this movie, but I really didn't want to get COVID. So I watched this film all alone and I just felt like Celine was like speaking to me or something. It was really cool. Thank you, Aww. Andrea. Yeah. We support being safe yeah, in a yeah. theater. <laughs> and then we got this one from Martina. Hi, greetings from Poland. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. So the first time I saw Portrait in general was back in February, right before the lockdown, but I also managed to watch it on the big screen as well last month. It was an interesting experience as I live in Poland and it's not exactly the most tolerant country ever. Everyone stayed for their credits along with me. I mean, I might have seen many times before, but I was still left speechless as it's a whole different thing compared to just watching it on a computer. Thank you, Martina. Yeah, hearing stories from people where it's maybe more conservative than where we are, it makes me appreciate that, you know, I had access to mm -hmm. watch it yeah. here. That's also like a privilege that we have living in a major metropolitan area, though, because I think a few people at least have written in who live in more like rural or suburban areas. And at least one person was like, I would have to drive eight or nine hours or something to the nearest theater to see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's here. Yeah. It's like, ugh, gross. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then we got another response from Susie and the Banshees. The Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> Love your stuff. Love your work. <laughs> so they say, unfortunately not in a real cinema, but recently I watched it in an open air cinema. It was pretty amazing. We didn't have headphones, but the sound system was, I would say, okay. Could have been better though. Sometimes I paid more attention to the reactions of the audience than to the movie because I already saw it a gazillion times before and wanted to see how other people reacted to the scenes that I loved the most. There was a lady that laughed hysterically about the few funny scenes, which was just so cute. It was definitely worth a visit, but I still wish I could see it in a movie theater. I'm going to assume that this person is in the U.S., but I'm pretty excited about there being more outdoor theater options popping up as well. For sure. I don't know how I feel about seeing this at a drive-in after the last couple of driving experiences I had, because there's a lot of people who are starting their engines uh, and turning on their headlights yeah. like while the movie is still going. Right, and so right. it's very distracting. 
But I did recently go to the Fort Mason Flicks mm-hmm. Theater, which is, they have an LED screen that's like some ridiculous 40,000 nits or something like that. So it's very, very bright. Uh-huh. And so you don't have like the same distractions as you would at a drive-in. Nice, yeah. But I don't know, maybe they'll show it. <laughs> or we could pay like $20,000 to get it. A few people also, well, actually, a lot of people mentioned that their first viewing was alone. And then we got this one from Tanya Guriel. I watched it 4 a.m. I wanted to watch it alone during quarantine. Then I walked into the sunrise. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really poetic. That sounds amazing. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I would love to watch it when the sun is rising. That is not something I've done yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so an interesting theme that we noticed was like a pee theme. <laughs> Yes, you heard that right. Yeah. Yes, pee as in urine. There's always a pee thing. Nothing wrong with pee. Pee is great. It- <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Shut up, Audrey. Um, <laughs> so there's two that like really stuck out to us about pee. I'm making it sound like there's like a ton about pee, but there's just like a couple about pee. They're kind of like opposites. And so I will share the first one, which is from Alice. They said, me and my girlfriend had to pee so bad it kind of ruined the last scene, but we just couldn't leave, which I understand. I don't think I would have. I feel like I've been in that situation before where it's like, I don't want to leave because it's just like so Mm -hmm. suspenseful. And so I'm just going to hold my pee and it just like ruined my experience. (laughs) But then on the flip side. We've got Lynn. I felt so nervous that I actually didn't buy any water so I wouldn't have to go pee, which is smart thinking ahead. Maybe not healthy, but at least for like that two hour period i think he made the right decision not that alice made the wrong decision but no there's no wrong decisions. there are no wrong decisions both of you did great with peeing what's the next category i hope no one's disappointed <laughs> that that wasn't way more scandalous <laughs> okay so i think the last main category that we'll talk about is <laughs> labeled omg <laughs> they probably fit into other categories but they really just kind of stood out to us for example, one from Dell Square. So when <laughs> Dell saw this, a drunk man sitting near them projectile vomited during the bonfire <laughs> scene. I can't even finish sentence. I was like, what? And so they said, we were at an independent theater that serves food and drink during movies. And this guy drank like five or oh six giant gosh. one liter beers. And then he hurled right when the choir started. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like... Fucking, I feel like this is like symbolic of the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Thanks for ruining it for everyone. As soon as the witches like, yeah, start to convene yeah. and of course reach their maximum power. I can't even imagine fitting that many beers yeah. in my body in that period of time. Because that's like what an hour or so into the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry for that experience. Yeah. That sounds really traumatic. And now they're stuck with that, you know, for the, for the rest I of know. their viewings. It's like, oh yeah, this is when that guy vomited. Do you remember? Right. Yeah. And that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if like the dissonance. Oh, interesting. Cause it's, yeah. Cause it is like this droning yeah. sound. You think it triggered a vomit reaction? Cause like there are these sound experiences that yeah. trigger physical reactions where you can get like disoriented. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely intensifies whatever you're feeling at the time. And then there he goes. I think you're being too generous, <laughs> Laurel. I think he was, he was a, just, yeah. A butt and he, yeah. It's going to say something much worse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we got this one from Sarah who wrote to us about a Q&A that Celine Siama Skyped into. Sarah says, she Skyped into the Q&A with a giant glass of red wine. <laughs> and while she was talking, this woman in a bathrobe walked through the background and she goes, I'm sure you're all wondering, who is that? And then moved on. 
Amazing. Amazing. I love that. Now we're wondering who that was. And we weren't even there. I know. She's such a tease. She's like, I bet you want to know. But anyway, (laughs) love it. Wow. Amazing. (laughs) Big duck energy. Okay. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Wow, like queen duck energy. For sure. Yeah. The biggest. The biggest. That's the biggest duck energy I've ever seen. This is Celine Siyama doing a Q&A about her global phenomenon of a film. And then she has this like random woman. In a, well, she's also got a giant glass of red wine, which is great. Right. And then she's got this woman who just traipses through the background in a bathrobe. She acknowledges it. And then she just moves on. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Yep. Huh. I'm here for that. Yeah. OK. So another one in the OMG category <laughs> is from Nice Cult who said, I literally fainted in the theater after the first kiss, LOL. <laughs> and nice call. Have we talked before? Because I remember hearing this story, unless someone else has fainted, like I wouldn't oh, be that surprised. Oh, interesting, yeah. But wow. we hope that you recovered without any <laughs> issue. Or injury. And were yeah. able to see the rest of the film. Yeah, I think we may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but yeah, unless fainting is like a phenomenon that's happening right. with Portrait Nation. So some of the other themes that we discovered after reading your responses include how this film has ruined (laughs) movies for you, which that is a reoccurring theme on the show. Several people mentioned that they felt seen Mm -hmm. for the first time, which totally relate to that. Some of you mentioned how life-changing this was, but basically, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's life-changing. So those were the messages. This was the last film that you saw before Shelter in Place. You're heartbroken. (laughs) We're all heartbroken. heartbroken. (laughs) Yeah. Some people mentioned like a collective theater reaction where everyone, it was like palpable, the, you know, how everyone felt during the movie. Another thing that we noticed was like a lot of people had a delayed reaction to the film where they saw it the first time and it didn't quite click like on a conscious level Mm -hmm. or maybe they were distracted and it took a second or or even a third viewing before their life basically changed. For example, one from Cat X Cho said, I honestly wasn't as moved the very first time. The second time is what absolutely floored me. Yeah, this is really interesting. We got another one from Kate, who shared their portrait viewing story with us. So Kate wrote, watched it with a wife on Hulu week after quarantine started. I was struck in that viewing by the beauty of the cinematography, but I did not get hooked emotionally at all. At the end, I remember saying, well, that was very French. I'm still not even sure what I meant by that. And my wife said, what the hell does that mean? And I, I think I stupidly said something about the end not being happy. Fast forward a week later and I couldn't get it out of my head. So for my second viewing, I ended up watching it in pieces over several days on a tablet while I was working out. They have to multitask. They have a lot going on in their life, basically. But it was a completely different experience from the first. It took me a while to sort of figure out what happened the first time around, and I'm pretty sure the timing was bad. So they had a really tough week and they go on to say that my brain had just had enough and decided to nope on out of there at the first heartstring pull. So... Not really in a great brain space the first time around, it looks like. But then something embedded itself in Kate's subconscious, it seems like. And I'm glad you were able to follow up on that. I think that's, for me, the biggest takeaway from these delayed reaction Mm -hmm. stories. Because it seems like a lot of people saw it, I think, like I said earlier, and something registered subconsciously Mm -hmm. that they couldn't stop thinking about it, which is so fascinating to me. And in some cases, that unraveled over the course of the next week or so. And in others, it required another viewing. But I think it goes back to the cinematic language, right? It's not just the dialogue or the action. It's also something subtle and maybe even subliminal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so several people also mentioned they were struck by the filmmaking. I think several people were not able to see it 
in theaters the first time, as we mentioned earlier, because they were thwarted by COVID. So that was like another theme that arose. And then what we'll end with <laughs> today is from Hillary Coonan, who said, it was cold and pouring gothic as fuck rain in LA. A faded vibe. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Very appropriate. Congratulations on getting yeah. perfect weather for <laughs> for this film. Seriously. Before we end this episode, we both want to just thank everyone for writing in from the bottom of our hearts because yeah. it's really incredible. And I think it's actually one of the best outcomes of this film. It's just the connection and community that we're all experiencing. And we'll actually get into that more a little later. But yeah, thank you so much again for responding to our questions and sharing your stories. And there will be more next week where we are going to talk about whether or not people consider Portrait their favorite film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the films that also had an impact, maybe similar or not, Mm -hmm. on listeners. We're also going to talk about the first moment the film really blew you away as well as the moments that had the most impact on you so stay tuned (laughs) tune in next week (laughs) yeah yeah and if you want to leave us a message about anything we've talked about or anything really honestly it doesn't even have to be portrait related (laughs) if you go to instagram and click on the link in our bio we've got a button up at the top where you can click that to leave us a message Or if you'd like to record a message and email it to us or just write a message and email it to us, you can do that. Our email is podcastofladyonfire at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at podcastofladyonfire. And we are also on Twitter at P-O-A-L-O-F podcast. And then if you are enjoying this podcast, please consider rating us on Apple Podcasts because it helps others find the show. Thank you for listening and for writing in. And recording. Man, that was great. recording, yeah. Talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.